Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of the Simplify and Multiply Show. And today, I'm going to be talking about how to organize your workspace to fit your style and increase productivity. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Now, as you know, the first season of the Simplify and Multiply show is all about getting organization and focus into your solopreneur life. The inspiration came to me as the calendar got changed out and I launched the show in January, a month filled with purging, dieting, new resolutions and goals. And you know, I love the turn of the calendar. After all of the holiday mayhem has ended and the new year takes hold, it's a great time to kick off new projects, new thinking, and new surroundings. In this episode, I want to help you take a fresh look at your workspace and assess if it does two things. One, encourages creativity and productivity, and two, it fits your personality and style. Now, as a solopreneur, we have the beautiful opportunity to create workspaces we love, as opposed to decorating an institutional setting like Cube City or the sterile, echoey surroundings of a co-working space. Many of us work out of our homes. Many of us have to use a space that serves multiple purposes. For example, my boyfriend, Doug, when he's not traveling the globe for his J-O-B, he is on the phone working from his home. His workspace is in his man cave, as you know, many of us have man cave or chick caves or she sheds as the Allstate commercial or State Farm commercial, whichever one it is. I get them all mixed up. And he sits at the bar. So he's got like a little bar in there and he's got a nice sofa. And, you know, it's, a, it's actually a pretty good sized room. But he'll sit at the bar with his laptop, or if he's on a call, he'll pace like a racetrack around the sofa and the foosball table. <laughs> Meanwhile, off to the side of the den is this perfectly beautiful desk he could sit and work at, but he prefers the bar. And that works for him. Now me, it just does not. I have to have my dedicated space with my desk set up with everything I need within reach. And because we each have our own style, it's important to make your workspace fit your style. Now, when I moved from Orlando to Palm Beach Gardens, the home I chose was one that I knew would accommodate a home office. It's a three-story townhome, and my entire first floor is my office, and that's why I picked it. It works great. I have it set up to fit my style and personality from a streamlined desk that's on coasters. Yes, I actually have this little furniture sliders on the bottom of it. <laughs> so I can actually slide it around the rug to different positions. I like to change the layout of my office a lot, and it helps keep the energy flowing and gives me new perspectives and variety. I really like that. 
I also have original artwork that is bold and colorful and crazy, and I just love it. Uh, over the years, I've just collected a lot of original artwork, and it inspires me. And, you know, I, if I was an interior designer and looking at my furnishings, I'd say, well, they're kind of boring furnishings. But the artwork I have throughout my house just brings it all together because it's so beautiful and unique and everything's different. So it really balances out nicely. So in my office, I have these two oil paintings that are hanging right by my desk, and I love looking at them. They're both done by the same artist, Sharon Urbe, and I bought them in Taos, New Mexico quite a while ago, I'd say over 10 years ago. The one on the left is a brunette with an oversized white cowboy hat. She's got big gold hoop earrings, white puffy blouse, and a colorful full skirt, and she's holding a blanket filled with colorful bell peppers. And Sharon named that painting Pepper Pot. Now, the one on the right is a similar style woman with a cowboy hat, sunglasses, red kerchief tied around her neck, jeans. And she's got a gun and a holster filled with all these bullets, you know, like this old style, old Western kind of, you know, gun and holster. And she's outside leaning on a fence. And the Taos Mountains are in the background. And that painting is called uh, Don't Fence Me In. I just love artists when they name their paintings like that. I think it's awesome. And they make me smile every single day, and they bring so much vitality and color into my office, which is, like I said, otherwise pretty brown and boring. <laughs> now, but that's not my only workspace. After living here for a few months, I converted a small room on the third floor into what I call my Zen room. Now, my Zen room also has a desk on coasters that's easy to reposition because I love my desk to be able to move them around. It's got a whiteboard on the wall for ideation and creativity. I've got a small TV for watching webinars or doing yoga videos. Um, I've got a chair and a half with an ottoman that's kind of in the corner, lots of candles, and my favorite original artwork on the walls. And it gets beautiful light in the morning. And when I sit up there, first thing in the morning, I can watch the sunrise over the ocean. And every day it's different. The clouds are so beautiful. It is sublime. And it's a great way to start every day. I reserve my most creative moments for my Zen room. It's where I journal, write, ideate for a client, or I just sit and read. It's more relaxed, it's creative, it's soothing. It's kind of conducive to that type of a mood versus my office downstairs, which is more about productivity and getting the stuff done and having Zoom calls and recording my videos and things like that where I use my bookshelf kind of like as a backdrop. I love that I have both places to exercise different creative activities and that also suit the mood I'm in. Now, that's just a little peek at my own workspaces. Actually, if you go to the show notes page, I took a picture of my first floor office so you can see those cool paintings I was describing. But let's move on and talk about yours for right now. So when it comes to working from home, I'm lucky. I don't have kids doing kid things or a co-working spouse to navigate around. Although when Doug is visiting, we both try to be considerate of one another, especially if we're both on conference calls at the same time. It can turn into a corporate office rather quickly. So I'm pretty lucky that way. But what's important to me is to have my own space that I call my own, decorate and furnish the way I want, and to make it work for the way I like to work. I like that freedom, that creative control, and the ability to adjust it as I see fit. If you're a solopreneur, you're likely working at home as well, especially if you deliver your service to your clients at their sites, such as a consultant or speaker who travels a good bit. I have quite a few clients that are like that. They've got like their home office and then it's like the airport is their office too. 
You also could be like some of my other clients who have a workplace, such as a physical therapist or a clinician who sees clients at an office location. However, in many of their cases, they still don't really have a true workspace that they can hunker down and do their best work. Now, if they have an office to deliver their hands-on or one-on-one services, it may be dedicated to that practice only, and they don't have really have a space to work on their website or develop new products or even do bookkeeping. Having a home office has been a growing trend for several decades now, with more and more people starting their own businesses from their homes. Many younger people are choosing the unconventional life and either traveling the globe, working remotely as a freelancer, or they're just hunkered down in their apartment home working remotely for any variety of clients. Builders, interior designers, and architects know this trend and are designing and incorporating the, I guess, air quotes, you know, at-home worker into their buildings and interior design. The days of formal dining room and formal living room, you know, like our parents had, and partitioned home plans are, they're like fading into the past. And that's good, I like evolution. But new homes are having in-home office spaces or flex spaces designed right into the blueprints from the start. And people love it. Even for those who still have the J-O-Bs, are taking great pleasure in having a home office to do work when they are away from cubicle city or airport lounges. Our environment is an important component for our success and our ability to be productive and creative. And that's why I'm doing this series on organization and this particular episode on your workspace. Now, depending on your personality, you may thrive in a slightly messy environment where things just You know, they land where they land and you roll with it. But if it works for you, that's great. Now, my sister Jane was that way. And to a large degree, so is my other sister Karen. It drove me crazy because I'm an organization freak. If I don't know where things are and if they aren't put away where they belong, I get stressed out. And it's so funny. I've just been like that my whole life. Now, organizing things and having order makes me happy. I like to kind of have, you know, move things around and find places for stuff. It's just one of the things that I've always enjoyed doing ever since I can remember. Now, I can remember going to visit my sister Jane. I lived in Pittsburgh and I would drive to uh, York, Pennsylvania. And it was like about a four hour drive and hanging out at her place. And, you know, because she was more relaxed (laughs) about her environment. Plus she had two boys that she was raising and she was also sick. So, you know, she was dealing with a chronic illness that was, you know, really hard for her and her husband, my brother-in-law, Jeff. Now, it's not that she was dirty. She, you know, just because she had the kids, you know, and she was struggling with her illness. I'd come through the, like, the kitchen, the baths, the pantry, like a white tornado. And I really enjoyed it because it helped her out and she appreciated it because it was just one less thing for her and my brother-in-law, Jeff, to deal with given their situation. But by the next visit, the house was kind of back to the way it was, which was okay for me because I knew I was helping and it made her happy. And it gave me something to do when I was there. Now, here are five actionables that you can consider when it comes to your workspace and how you can make it better and increase your creativity and productivity. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. 
One of the things I hear from solopreneurs is that they sometimes feel a bit disconnected by the sheer nature of their work. What they long for is peer-to-peer -peer camaraderie, support, and the sharing of ideas with other solopreneurs. I know it can be a bit lonely when you're working from your home office or traveling by yourself serving your clients. When I created Simplify and Multiply, I wanted to change that. I wanted to create a place where solos could gather, share ideas, as well as challenges with others who understand what it's like to be a solopreneur. Well, that's what you'll find at the Simplify and Multiply Peer Club. Although it's free to be part of the Peer Club, you do need to be a solopreneur to join. Head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and learn more about this community and how it will benefit your soul as well as your business. Again, that's simplifyandmultiply.com to learn more. Now, the first one is, this seems really obvious, I know, but the fastest way to make your office just feel better as well as look better is to simply clean it. <laughs> you know, we get all wrapped up around, you know, all these like serious things we got to do to make things better. It's like, well, maybe you could just grab that Windex and some paper towels and clean your desk, your bookshelf, your tables, whatever surface is collecting dust. Clean your computer screen and keyboard. Oh my God, Lord knows how many crumbs or coffee <laughs> drips are in between my keys. I'm surprised it still works. The second thing is take a look at your office and really evaluate if it's comfortable. I mean, don't you want to work in a space that's comfortable? When I say comfortable, does it provide ease of movement? Do you have space or is it cramped? Are you comfortable when you sit at your desk? Is your chair supporting your back well? Are you taking breaks? Can you do like, is there room in your office where you can lay down and stretch out and do some back bends or something that kind of stretches out those muscles from sitting all the time? Uh, I do that a lot. I sit down and I'll just stretch out my yoga mat and I'll just do some yoga stretches because I have a lot of uh, tightness in my lower back from back surgery I had when I was 14. So if I sit too much, I actually have to, you know, get up and stretch on a regular basis. That's why I sit on a blondes variable, which is like a, a kneeling chair. And it takes a lot of that pressure off of my back. You know, sometimes it's nice to just get up and dance around. Like when you feel like you need a burst of energy instead of going for caffeine, throw on some pop music or something you really like to dance to, you know, some some blues or whatever, and just get up and dance around your office. I mean, what's wrong with that? Nobody's watching you. <laughs> You're at home, right? So, you know, do those things. And if your office allows for that space, then it's more comfortable for you. And do you have little comforts like water bottle, coffee coaster, box of tissues, a back scratcher? I even have one of those goofy head massagers that I use occasionally. Oh my God, it feels so good. It's like somebody scratching your head. <laughs> the most important thing I have in my office is Blue Barney. Yep, I have the super comfy sofa. I got it rooms to go. And each end has a built-in recliner that is highly conducive to napping. Here's why it's called Blue Barney. It's puffy like Barney the Purple Dinosaur, but instead of purple, it's a brilliant, bold, blue, like in-your-face blue. Blue! It's like blue everywhere. <laughs> and when I need a break from my Balance Variable kneeling chair at my desk, I grab my MacBook Air and I plop into an end of Blue Barney, flip up the recliner, and, you know, do a little work. I may do a little napping, too. You never know. A little 15-minute cat nap really freshens your day. <laughs> 
Now for the third thing, is your office overcrowded with stuff? Maybe it's time to do a purge. Now, this is because I'm an organization freak. I love purging. I love going through and saying, I don't use this. I'm going to take that to Goodwill. You know, I've talked about this before. And that is one of my favorite exercises to go through is to do a purge. Now, it doesn't have to be major. It could be just tidying things up and maybe pitching some old files I I no longer need or taking some old books to the library. Purging is a great way to make room for new things and clear out some energy in a tired workspace. You can also do a staged purge where you put things in containers. Find some cool boxes or storage containers at your local Ikea or container store or Target and put little odds and ends in decorative boxes you can put on your bookshelves or stacked into sort of a side or end table by your desk or by a chair. And that way things are kind of out and it looks more organized. Now the fourth is don't simply stop at the obvious things that adorn your office space. Think about your digital workspace as well. How organized are your computers? Are files where they should be for easy access? Are you backing up your data on a hard drive or to the cloud? For me, I've got one of those little uh, portable hard drives and I keep all my files on that. And periodically, like every week or so, depending on what types of files I'm working on, I upload it to Amazon. So I pay for cloud storage space uh, with Amazon. And that way I've got a backup if anything ever physically happens to my hard drive. So I've got redundancy built in because I have a lot of client files that I store and that I keep for clients year over year. And I need to keep those things and I don't want to lose them. That's for sure. Be as respectful to your data as you are with your desk accessories. Nothing makes me more crazy like going into my sister's unorganized home as does seeing someone's desktop that has like 400 little icons and folders on it. I cringe and I just want to rip the mouse out of their hands and drag them all off the desktop. (laughs) But then again, that's me. I'm an organization freak. Now, lastly, for number five, and this is my favorite thing, is make your space fun, creative, and a reflection of your personality and style. Whether that's artwork, sculptures, or art with inspirational sayings that keep you focused, a nice speaker for your favorite music. Mine is chill music on Mixcloud. I just love chill music. I just have it running in the background like 24-7. I love it. Um, You could get like one of those Nerf basketball hoops you can stick on the back of your door for free throw shots while you're brainstorming. You can get a nice big whiteboard and use really super colorful markers for creative noodling. Uh, You can get those brightly colored post-it notes. You can get puzzles, little tactile toys that can foster creativity and thoughtfulness. I mean, I got so many cool things like when I went to SIPSI, the Creative Problem Solving Institute, their annual conference, which is way cool, by the way. If you ever really need some creative inspiration, you got to check out that conference. It's awesome. I'll do an episode about it and creativity here sometime in the future or you can email me and I can tell you about it and I got the coolest little things that you could just sit and play with or use for brainstorming and I love stuff like that because doing the same stuff over and over again you know sitting at your computer reading or typing or talking on the phone it just it gets so old after a while you need to really stir things up and 
work hard at keeping the creativity going. So you're constantly coming up with new ideas and really connected to your intuition. And you know, some of the other things like a pillow to meditate on for those much needed stress breaks, you know, even getting a little stress ball or things that you can do to exercise, you know, some stretch bands and stuff so you can keep your shoulders loose. Because sitting at the computer, as you know, can be really, I mean, my neck and shoulders get so tight when I've been like doing a lot of writing or some serious design work. And I just need to do some stretches and either I'll do some yoga on the floor, as I mentioned before, or I'll get some stretch bands out and I'll just, you know, sometimes just the movement doesn't need to be like a full on workout. Just some little bit of movement is really good for your joints and just keeps you limber. And that way you don't get like headaches and backaches from spending so much time at the computer like I do. Now, for me, I love my comfortable furniture. Lots of desk surface so I can spread out original artwork and yes, little animals. Ever since I was a kid, I loved little animals. I had stuffed animals, rubber animals, plastic animals. They were all kinds of different types of toys, but they were all animals. And I have some on my bookshelf that I've acquired relatively recently. I have a lizard, a fish, a cat, a turtle. Um, let's see here, looks like I got three stuffed bears. And in my Zen room, I have a stuffed white polar bear. Now, since my boyfriend's nickname is Bear, it only seems appropriate that I have lots of bears around me. They make me happy. Now, when you are on a solopreneur journey, everything you do is up to you. You're driving everything from your business strategy to who you work with, to who helps you, to the space in which you do your greatest work. Make it fun organized and a reflection of your personality and you will find greater focus and more creative ideas come forth when you have a space you love. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.